0: Due to the explicit content and graphic nature of Donna Dark Hall,
1: listener discretion is advised.
0: hi guys welcome to down a dark hall my name's natalie
1: and I'm sarah. I'm sarah
0: and today you guys we are going to be talking about aliens yes sarah can yes, you yes, tell yes, them yes. can you tell them what i'm wearing sarah can you tell them what uh I'm wearing?
1: she is appropriately dressed in a you can't trip with a shirt with aliens on it, aliens
0: on it. it's yes. pretty it's
1: pretty cool she it was an accident
0: It was a complete accident, but certainly not a coincidence. Because here at Down a Dark Hall, we do not believe in coincidences. Coincidences are not a freaking thing, let me tell you. (laughs) I'm excited for this. Dude, I am too. And the more I dig into aliens, the more I'm just like, yo, what the heck is going on?
1: (laughs) Traditionally, it's that that kind of crazy tinfoil hat thing. But then when you really start like looking at things like a- ancient aliens is what kind of started all this for me years ago. And I was like, mm-hmm. Holy shit. Like some of the things these guys are saying make a lot of sense
0: and you just kind of have to wonder. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think, I th- well, <sighs> Obviously, I feel like we can just agree with this. Aliens have been around a l- lot longer than humans. Yeah. They probably have shit figured out a lot fucking better <laughs> than we do. So, And, I mean, know. to
1: to think that we are the only beings capable of, I mean, th- we're the only intelligent beings in the entire universe and multiverses that science is, you know, I mean, there's so much yeah. out there that science has proven. And to think that we're the only living creatures that are capable of understanding and acting out and you know all of these things I mean that just seems a little small-minded
0: it's very small-minded I agree I agree with that I mean like I think I mean growing up what was the culture for you like around aliens like for me I know it was definitely like this is fucking creepy I mean my mom had the whole philosophy of like if you don't talk about it, it won't happen to you. So anytime we would talk about aliens and we would get into a really good discussion, she'd be like, oh, now, you know what? Now's a good time to stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she'd be like, if if we talk about it too much, it's going to happen. So how about we just don't invite that into our home? See, <laughs> That, and that was, was her thing.
1: That was my mentality. I'm like, if I talk about something too much, I'm going to see it in the middle of the night and it's going to scare the shit out of me. But i don't know my dad was always kind of he didn't talk about it a lot but he always liked like x files and things like that like i remember being little and him watching the x files when it was on and it was obviously was past my bedtime when you know the show was on back in the old days where there was a schedule (laughs) and you just had to watch it when it was there
0: when it aired yeah right
1: yeah um So that was just my kind of thing. It was just kind of a TV thing. It wasn't real. It was, or if it was real, it was kind of um, one of those things that was never going to happen to me. It's not going to be a part of my life. So Mm -hmm. I never really, I'm like, they're there, but I never gave it much thought. I never paid it much attention.
0: Yeah. I think it's because it's like, it's such a thing that's like out there and not down here. Right. you know? right and like to put taboo. into simple terms yeah there's so much taboo about it there's extreme taboo about it like in some cultures it's considered like you know, some people think of them as like our gods some people think of them as like this thing that's like uh, demonic like it's so like it's a wide range of spectrum you know what i mean like it's really not just simple down to one thing
1: well the catholic church didn't they a few years ago the pope said that that there's alien life or or he did not deny or something to that I mean don't yeah. quote me. I'm sure somebody yeah, no. out there knows exactly what was said, but you know, yeah. the Catholic Church isn't denying it, I guess you could say.
0: No, no. So
1: what you're gonna this is this is your thing. So I'm gonna let you get this uh show rolling. What do you have to Girl. talk about?
0: Tell me what your story is. So my story Oh by the way, I told when I when I texted Sarah guys I told her my uh my thing's gonna be about like October Sky right and then like I did my research and I was like October Sky is a fucking movie about Jake Gyllenhaal going and building fucking rockets for NASA Uh-oh. that was the wrong fucking title <laughs> <laughs> I was like and I had oh, no idea I I know seen you just October went with Sky. it I was like you just went with it you're great. <laughs> That honestly, great movie. Watch it. So inspirational, but that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> was it Vanilla growing Sky?
1: Up... I don't think that's an alien movie. That's kind of like a no weird mind trip.
0: No, it wasn't Vanilla Sky. So this movie, I remember watching as I was growing up. Um, my parents would tell me about it, and it, I feel like film. Watching aliens in movies is, like, one of the more acceptable ways for society. Like, society's more accepting of it in pop culture. Yes. So, like, films, right? So, that's how they're more willing to receive this information. So, in 1993, there was a movie called A Fire in the Sky. And it was based about this... Basically, this man's experience with aliens. Now, this man... Um, he was a logger, so basically he uh, cut down a bunch of trees and, you know, look, I, guys, I'm from California, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm apologizing in advance. I don't know much about farm, farms in general. <laughs> like, I don't know much about farming, agriculture, so forgive my freaking ignorance of the subject. So, but basically he was a part of like a timber, like a company where they cut down, cut down logs, used them for wood, you know. So a group of guys and this guy named Travis Walton, they were working one day. Um, They were working out in Snowflake, Arizona, and all of a sudden they just see this beam of light, this giant beam of light and this giant freaking, this disc shaped thing. And then they were just like, what the fuck is that? It was a group of six men. They were really fucking scared when they all saw it and then um they were just like well what the fuck is that so they started driving towards the giant beam of light as one does <laughs> why the fuck would you drive towards a giant beam that's some of light white people thing? shit right there that that's what i'm fucking saying. <laughs> like i'm pretty sure white people are going to be like uh, i would definitely not fucking do that but I think this goes back to like when we were talking about it in episode 1. As an outsider perspective, you're like why the fuck would you do that? But when you're in the situation, you're just like, huh? Why well, wasn't really that like, you know, that Afraid. really scared. So like why why not? So as Travis decided to get down from his car, uh the truck they were in, they uh he got closer to the beam of light and all of a sudden there was this giant like just force that propelled all of them like back. He described it as like an explosion going off, but at the same time there weren't any uh obviously like no fire or anything. It was just like a giant force just pushing them all back.
1: Did they have like injuries? Like did it hurt them when they were thrown back? Or was it just um, kind of like
0: yeah, like literally like an invisible force <laughs> just pushing them all back. Okay. So, after that, his coworkers were just like fuck this. They all <laughs> just fucking ran. They said, fuck all this shit. Poor Travis. He got left behind by his buddies, dude. Oh, Everyone shit. scrambled. Everyone was feared for Imagine seeing a fucking big ass disc in the sky with a giant light beam and then having this thing, like this invisible force, put you on your ass. I would have went out of there. I would have been like, everybody for themselves. See yeah. you the fuck later. I'm see getting the bad. fuck out of here. I don't blame them, right? I don't blame them. But they did see that Travis was knocked unconscious. <gasps> they did see that travis and was knocked they left his ass every, sa- they left his ass there they said fuck this i'm out which oh, honestly i can understand because you never know what you're gonna do until you're in that situation and your adrenaline is pumping
1: and your brain is yes. probably not you're in that fight or fight mode and you're getting the fuck out of dodge
0: exactly like fuck this i'm out so i don't i don't really blame them but they leave poor travis there um until one guy decided to go back and he discovers that the fucking light beam is gone the day the the disc shaped object is gone and travis is fucking gone so they're just like what the fuck happened to this guy like what happened so they all get back you know they all get back to their i guess like their kind of like their rally point their head their head office or main office and they're all just like Okay, well, something happened in the woods, and we can't find him, so we need to call 911. So they get local authorities, police involved, medics, um, and they cannot find Travis. They cannot find him. Five days pass. Five whole fucking days pass. And then Travis appears at a gas station, naked and afraid yes just like the (laughs) show um and he doesn't know what the fuck is happening he has no memory of the last five days wow and he is extremely dehydrated and just like looks like a shriveled up dude so that's when people are like what the fuck actually happened so it's like, did
1: they have him for that full five days or did they like test him, drop him off in the middle of the woods and he was, you know, out be out in the woods in all that exposure? Right.
0: So authorities start looking into this disappearance because at that point, after like, I think there's a time slot, like after what, 24, 48 hours? Yeah. Yeah. Something like, like that. Like someone's adult. like missing, you know, like indefinitely, like they're, you know, we got to report it. So when they start investigating what happened to Travis, they discover that. He had a, a not so friendly relationship with one of his coworkers, so they start thinking it's foul play. They start thinking Travis got murdered in these woods by his by workers of his. They probably dug up. A Travis got and put got. It. Travis got got. But then the police got got because Travis came back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the police got got. Travis came back at the gas station. Um, he was completely dehydrated, incoherent. He was not he was not um telling he he couldn't even speak at this point he was just in such shock yeah he was having a bunch of mental breakdowns but as he was having these mental breakdowns everything started to come back to him like all these flashbacks of what exactly happened so i'm gonna give you the movie version first and then i'll give you the real Okay. version first the hollywood and the yes the hollywood versus the real true story okay um so in the movie travis wakes up inside this slimy cocoon this imagine like a butterfly cocoon but like uh. human sized and it's just covered in slime like in the matrix and you know what kind of yeah, 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 kind of same thing. So he breaks out of this, like, freaking cocoon that he's in. And then he looks out of the cocoon and he notices that there are a bunch of other cocoons in there. Oh, shit. And then he looks over to one of the cocoons that's near him. And sure enough, it's a decomposing human body. Oh, so, gross. So, yeah, so um, there's that. Um, that. He starts, right, he starts making his way down to, like, this sort of hallway, and then that's where he sees um, a bunch of, like, objects, like, a bunch of floating shoes, keys, toys, just, like, a bunch of personal objects of other people who, I'm guessing, have been abducted. Been abducted. So he makes that connection of just, like, oh, fuck, I've become one of these people that, you know, are in... In terms, like, fucked. Like, I'm going to probably die here. Right. His face just really says it all in that movie. Um, So as he just starts exploring more and more, he gets to the end of this hallway. And then that's when he sees two humanoid things. Creatures, I guess. Creatures. And then those two creatures instantly grab him and just start hauling him. Just hauling him and by the way during this whole experience he's experiencing uh weightlessness so he's in a zero gravity like environment oh, wow. so okay he thinks in the movie he thinks he's like obviously in like in outer, outer space mm-hmm. yeah he can't break free they immediately put him on this examination table and they strap him down with like these things i don't even know like what they were and the movie was so i can't really remember but um They strap him down on this table. They put this like membrane on top of him and then they cut it. It's like a film and then they cut it open so it exposes his face and his like and his body. So after that, they just start examining him and then they put this thing where it opens up his jaw. So basically it just it's one of those things that prevents your jaw from like closing down. Like a crank. Like a crank. Yeah, one of those cranks. At the dentist office, uh, which those look like those look like medieval horror, like torture. It, things. Yeah,
1: well, it reminds me like when I have a when you have a dentist do work on a horse, they put this crank in there and they crank their jaw wide open so that they can't close yeah. their mouth, and then they get this drill looking thing and go in there like file <laughs> down oh their God. teeth. So yeah, it's like what I'm imagining. This like crazy. Or like one of those, you remember the, that game that came out like a year or two ago right. where you stick the diddle thing in your mouth and uh, you try to talk?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those things look so much fun. But I'm guessing Travis was not having that much fun. <laughs> he was definitely not having that much fun. This was this not movie. game night. Uh, it was not game night with the two creatures he was with. Um, So they clench his jaw open. They then put this jelly inside his mouth. <laughs> this glump of slime inside his mouth.
1: You see how I'm okay with the implant, but then you start talking about jelly in the mouth, and I'm like, "That's it. That's it's, where I draw it was the like lines."
0: It was this gel- gelatinous thing, like, and it, and you can guess what color it was. It wasn't no pink. It wasn't no. It and was green. not a pleasing color. It was like a green, brown, slimy ass color. Like, oh,
1: it so was just gross. unappealing to
0: the eye, exactly, completely. And then after that, he just sees this giant fucking needle going straight into his fucking eye. No. Like no. Yes, girl. Complete no. horror fucking show. Like like that shit as a kid watching that fucking traumatized me. I said, I literally remember praying to God that night and going, "Please don't let the fucking aliens get me. I promise you I will be a good girl. I promise I will <laughs> do my fucking homework. Just please don't let these fucking aliens get me." I'll do
1: my homework. Don't send the do aliens. What- and now you're like, come get me. 2020 exactly. is, I'm tapping
0: out. After his experience, loses memory. He doesn't remember what happened after that. And um, yeah, so the difference between the true story and the Hollywood version. So when Travis went out into this spaceship, he did see a bunch of like, different objects and stuff like that but the difference is he felt like that initial blast when he was still on earth messed him up so he said that like he felt like the aliens felt bad for him so all that experimental stuff that they were doing to him in the movie was actually them trying to fix him because they felt bad about what they did Oh yeah, interesting. So it, it wasn't as scary and traumatizing. There was no gelatinous substance being put into his freaking, into his freaking uh, mouth or anything like that. So it was more of just like them trying to help him, and make sure that he's not gonna die, right? In a sense, well, that was nice.
1: There's, I know. So so basically, they're ethical and there's no hit and runs.
0: Right, right. It wasn't. It wasn't a hit and run. And um, initially, when you know Travis started to tell his story and wanted to make it into an actual movie, the director said, "Uh, uh-uh, this needs a little more salt and pepper. I need a little more seasoning. Seasoned. I, you know, <laughs> I need it to taste a little better because we got to give it to Hollywood. You we know need what some I mean? Spice. We need some spice. We need some spice. So." They decided to put all that, all that other stuff in there, or make it all ten times worse. Scary. When in turn, exactly, which I mean makes sense because it's a, it's supposed to be about aliens and the common conception about aliens is less, like that's a scary fucking thing. Like we don't understand it, we don't know what it is, we're gonna fear it, type of thing. Right. So, so yeah. Um, obviously after obviously after Travis came back to Earth, um, all of the you know foul play accusations went away travis started telling his story and sure enough people were like you're fucking lying you're fucking lying there's no way this couldn't have happened you know aliens don't fucking exist obviously so they decided to do a lie detector test and the lie detector test determined that they were all telling the truth they were all telling the truth 100% not fabricated One of the guys, his results were inconclusive, but he got retested with better equipment and sure enough, he passed with flying colors again. So, yeah.
1: Well, and I feel like lie detector tests are so controversial these days because if your nerves are shot, to my understanding, Mm -hmm. y'all don't uh, quote me on this because I don't know that much about lie detector tests except for they're not that – like, what are they, they can't, they don't hold up in court anymore,
0: so. I don't, I don't, think they do, no, yeah.
1: So, like, not that I'm saying they're lying, I think that they're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. But that the results were inconclusive.
0: Yeah, you know. I think, I think they said that he got into a dispute with the guy taking the, the test, or yeah, administering the test, I mean.
1: At who, the guy was obviously biased coming in. yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean if your if your career is based off of taking or giving administering a lie detector test, then if someone comes in you with like aliens, I'd probably be like, Is my job a fucking joke? I'm really testing someone just to see if aliens are fucking oh. real. See, and I'm you know thinking I mean?
1: I'm thinking like they should be coming in from an unbiased perspective. Like they well, should yeah. be you know, required, I mean, I don't know how you require someone because a bias is kind of a predisposed, conscious, subconscious thought. But, you know, it seems unethical to have someone who already has a biased opinion towards someone to perform and read your lie detector test.
0: Right. Because I do think that the way you ask questions and in what format they're placed in can make someone more nervous and can make them you know like their nerves or their heart rate accelerate and stuff like that um i have actually taken a lie detector test before how you really i have it was what did scary you do? Fuck. it was girl nothing i did nothing <laughs> i did nothing you can't frame me no <laughs> um back when i um i don't know if we mentioned this in the last episode but i i'm in the army and back in basic training at fort jackson relax on jackson Uh, we had this kind of separate, um, place where they would hold people that were waiting to go to the next training, training station. So during that holdover process, um, sometimes people would ask for holdovers to go train other people or to help out, to volunteer for certain things. So I actually got, well, I was kind of what we call in the military voluntold. So I got voluntold Uh to help, to help, uh, the department of defense with the people they were training to administer these lie detector tests oh. and they would give us fake scenarios. They would be like, okay, so I'm handing you uh, $10. You're going to say you didn't steal $10 or you didn't get $10 from me. And that was a lie. Well, girl, this lady started digging through, I mean, the the person who was giving me the test was so professional to begin with, but this lady was like hammering me with questions and then she was just like, Have you ever done any drugs? Have you ever, what? have you ever did this? Have you ever did that? And I'm just like, Okay, I did not know I was going to be um, asked about my drug history, which of course, what fucking kid joining me? What, okay, what fucking, there's probably a lot of kids who have done drugs in the past. Oh, yeah. And I am not about to admit in the middle of this fucking <laughs> training exercise that I've done drugs to someone. Like, that could be my career. So, right? your girl, I, and she was taking her job so fucking seriously, like, like so seriously. It traumatized me. I, I started crying. That. I started crying. I was just like, I'm never going to be able to uh, advance in the army. Now I'm going to get kicked out. I'm going to be sent home. I haven't even done my freaking career train. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm You're over You're just
1: it. starting out too. And it's like, yes. is this, I feel like it's a sub sabotage
0: kind of yeah but um after the exercise they were just like by the way we're not holding anything against you we know you guys have done drugs and shit like that i was like because <laughs> everybody
1: not everybody I, I shouldn't say everybody but
0: yeah but the majority i mean we all we're all rebellious you're, we all and, want to and try especially things. when
1: you're joining the military usually everybody's super young straight out of high school mm-hmm. you know yeah. you're getting you're turning into an adult you're getting sent off into these crazy scenarios
0: situations and yeah yes 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 for sure um but yeah that she made me cry bitch and i don't cry easily i do not cry easily you should i cry when her. i'm frustrated i should have cut her <laughs> then my career i was like are y'all gonna frame me for drugs okay let <laughs> me get this bitch. i'm going
1: down i may as well where is she down, right? where the fuck is she
0: <laughs> right no um super cool chick she apologized after she because i'm sorry i just i didn't want to like i didn't want to uh, let up because like i'm also being tested for this like i'm so sorry she apologized super sweet lady but i, I was just like, like her. i thought i was done for i thought i was done for i'm pretty sure i looked dumb in front of everybody but i did not care i was just like all i care about is is my career and if this is down the drain over some stupid exercise um this is it like right yeah but um so yes back to, back to the good old travis Everybody passed the, everybody passed the lie detector test, and uh, yeah, a lot of people tried to tell him like it's all a hoax, this doesn't exist and stuff of like it's that. it's always but a hoax. It's always a hoax, but in in Travis's true account, um, like I said, they were trying to help him, not harm him. and put some stuff in his eye, so that's little... where the difference lies. Um, so yeah, that's that is the story of. Travis Walton and his abduction. That is interesting. I can't believe
1: that I'd never heard. I feel like I've seen bits and clips of a movie like that when I was a mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. Like I said, my dad would watch things like that. Um, but I don't remember. I just remember like there was like a pickup truck and they get out of the pickup truck and this UFO mm-hmm. comes. Is that it?
0: Yes, yeah, that, oh, that's okay. it. That's it, okay. girl. Yes. It but was that's released all I in Yeah, 1993. The film it shows its age a little bit. Well, now it does. But honestly, like, it's such a good film to watch, like, on a, like, like, on a relaxing Sunday when you're just not doing anything. Like, it's super interesting. It's... Needles in the like, eyeballs. That's how Natalie yeah. was on Sunday. <laughs> it, I'm on am On a rainy day, on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon, rainy day when you ain't got nothing to do. My yes. story is scary.
1: Because, you know, oh, I like Lord. the spooky shit. <laughs> oh god this is she's this like is aliens where the- are nice and i'm like listen to this shit right
0: here that i got for y'all here's the dynamic between me and sarah <laughs> she likes scary shit i'm over here like i'd rather not watch it in the middle of the night i'll watch it when it's like daylight and i don't got anything to do like right. will i go out of my way to go watch a scary film absolutely not that's like
1: that's like my friend and me and my other friend. Uh, she really likes scary movies. She likes all horror. I'm more of like supernatural horror,
0: but I like supernatural horror as well.
1: You know, it's fine because at night, you, you know, my husband's in there, and so when it's dark and scary, I just close my eyes and snuggle up, and you know, I'm fine. But when you're single and by yourself, it's kind of different because. You, it it's so just different. you and i'm like crazy i have like a knife that is under my mattress so <laughs> I can, <laughs> so i can shank some bitches if they sneak in on me but now that you know my husband he's got his what is it they use in the military they uh, his military assault rifle he's got that and i don't oh, know he's
0: got his uh his ak yeah his ak uh, no sorry ak <laughs> people are gonna be like is she even in the AR. army now? she's got ar-15, AR-15. 15. yeah
1: My story is, like I said, it's creepy and I'm so excited because I had not heard of this story, but I did not realize it was, this guy was associated with UFOs. So my story is called The Grinning Man. This motherfucker is creepy. So one of the first uh, illustrations that I saw that someone had like depicted it was like a shadow man. It was like Venom with that really wide grin. That's exactly what I thought of when yes, you said grinning man. Yes, it was like man. a full grin, ear to ear, mouth split open, and these like weird slanted eyes, so not like rounded. So that was creepy, and I was like, this is it. This is the creepy motherfucker I've been looking for.
0: That sounds more paranormal than alien, so I'm really interested to see <laughs> what exactly is going on with, like, the whole thing, you know? Like, what so, is actually behind it? <laughs>
1: right, right. And so this is the thing, is it is he a paranormal entity or is he an E.T.? Because he's always kind of seen when there's a lot of UFO activity around. So that's where people are like, is he an extraterrestrial that's showing up? Like I said, he's been tied to a lot of UFO sightings um, with speculation that he is, in fact, an E.T. himself. He is often described as not having very prominent features, uh, except for that he's very tall, usually described as being over six feet and kind of hulking. Uh. Uh, Big ass creepy grin. um, But he's rarely seen or described as having hair or eyebrows. Like So no facial hair. Which is interesting. So his
0: features are just those creepy eyes and that really big ass grin. When you said over six feet, I was like, ooh, cute. But then when you were like, no eyebrows. (laughs) No. uh, No eyebrows. That's not a good look on anyone. Weird smile. I was like, oh, maybe not my type. Maybe (laughs) not my type. I lost you after six feet. (laughs) (laughs) Over six feet? Hit me up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's got strict rules there. Yes. So, um, John Keel is actually the investigator, paranormal investigator, and he was the same paranormal investigator that brought us Mothman. And the Grinning Man is kind of, the Grinning Man is kind of associated with Mothman, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but he wrote about the Grinning Man in his book titled Strange Creatures from Time and Space, which is like right up my twilight zone that's your
0: book yeah that is like the book made for sarah (laughs) so now
1: i have to track this book down i wonder if they've got it on kindle the first story that we see from this book uh is two teenage boys are making their way home Late one October night, through a dark and creepy forest. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it was in Jersey, Elizabeth, Jersey, I think, uh, was the city. Um, which Jersey has a lot of creepy history. Jersey. Jersey has the Jersey Devil,
0: and I think that's the Jersey by Pine like, Barrens. Uh, that's up by New Nicole. York. Nicole. Right? Like Nicole. Nicole's yeah. over there. We have a friend, Nicole, who's who was also a part of our group. Um, yeah, Nicole's up there in New Jersey. Who else is up there? Is else We're gonna have to take a road trip up there. We are once all this sh- uh, we're gonna go we'll
1: we'll we'll group at Nicole's and then we're gonna go to the Jersey Pine Barrens. there's some crazy shit. Um, but you've heard of the Jersey Devil, right? So he's from the Pine Barrens, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I actually haven't heard of the Jersey Devil.
1: Girl. Girl, I'm about That'll to. That'll be another
0: <laughs> That'll be another episode, guys. Y'all, the Jersey I'm going
1: to <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get Natalie right, y'all. Don't worry. <laughs> so, the kids are walking home. They're in Elizabeth, New Jersey. It's pretty late, one October night. And they notice a man in the bushes. So, already he's a creeper staring at the house across the street from theirs. And my interpretation from what I got was this: was that he was facing away from them when they spotted okay. him. Okay. So he was his back was towards them. Correct. Correct. Okay. And he turns and notices the boys. They saw him standing in the bushes, and his. They said that his clothing was a green suit or coveralls that reflected the street lights. So it was like a reflective oh. metallic material and this is kind of a common thread when people see him so he turns to face the boys and when he sees them he grins a grin from ear to fucking ear oh no said that he had wide eyes but they couldn't recall any other facial features like i said nose no facial hair nothing um but you know, to be honest, if I saw a man that looked like fucking Venom in the middle of the street and he grinned at me, I'm pretty sure my brain is going to shut the fuck down at that point And I'm yeah. just going to get the fuck out of Dodge. Like, Absolutely. At, like, at, there's got to be some point where your brain just stops registering things. But I don't know. I've never had an encounter. So I don't know if it's. Or maybe it's different for everyone. Maybe some people, when they have an encounter like that, it's like their brain takes a snapshot and, like, every single
0: detail stands out. Yeah. No. Or... I, I mean, I, I feel like I would freeze. Like, I would completely freeze and be like, oh, fuck, what the fuck to do? Like, unless you plan and practice what you're going to do in certain situations, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you will probably lock up or just run away. Like yeah, one or two, one or two options. Like yeah. if if you don't practice it, train on it, it's not gonna be a thing. Like one or two options are gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. That
1: was kind of it for the kids. They turn around and haul ass. Um, but there was actually a woman had reported citing a similar incident. Um, she reported actually being chased by a tall, what? tall green man earlier in that same day. So it kind of makes in me the wonder. In the same day. Yeah. So it kind of makes me wonder, was that her house? Dun, dun, dun.
0: Wait, wait, these are two different people. Correct.
1: Same house. Well, I don't know if that it was the same house. I'm wondering. So the boys encounter the grinning man at night, staring mm. at a house across the street. A woman oh. had been chased earlier the same day by a tall green man. So if he's super tall, because they the the boys said, I apologize, I think I left that part out, that he was tall and hulking, like I'm guessing big built guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So if she's being chased by someone, I'm assuming tall green man would be like his green suit, dude, or that's whatever he was wearing. Right. So
0: two people have seen him. Like he's definitely a thing. Like two people reported him have encountered this person. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. There were
1: several other encounters that weren't as significant in that same year. I think there was a woman in Connecticut uh, that woke up and saw a similar greening man standing over her bed. Oh hell no! Right. Mm-mm. And another man. Now these kind of these uh, sightings took place in the seventies and eighties. Um, which was about 10 years after the incident with the boys.
0: Oh, so there, there w- weren't that many sightings after those first two initial ones. Right.
1: Mm, Okay. And there was some UFO activity spotted near the area where the boys saw like green. I think they reported seeing red lights, orbs in the area. So around the same time, there was a man, and this is where the story gets kind of famous. This is what I had heard of. Um, The man is named Woodrow Derenberger. And he actually goes on to be quite famous with his story, uh, going on news interviews a lot, writing a book. He describes encountering a man who was similarly described with the wide grin and kind of the slanted eyes um, near Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is where the Mothman stories take place.
0: I was about to say, that sounded so familiar, and that was yes. why, because of the Mothman, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this
1: happens prior to the Mothman's appearance in December. So, the see. The Grinning Man in October in Jersey. And then in December, this man is a sewing machine salesman. And he's How driving. Specific? <laughs> right? That is things I remember. Right. And he sees this strange automobile pass him on Highway 77, which I have no idea where that was at. But like I said, details that are irrelevant, Not important, like,
0: date. No.
1: (laughs) So he has this strange automobile pass him on the highway. And it reportedly is, it's lying down. Like, it takes up the whole highway. Turns sideways, completely obstructing the path.
0: Oh, okay,
1: okay, okay. And stops, allowing him time to come to a stop as well. It wasn't like it just passed him and he had to slam on the brakes to keep from crashing. No, it was like, overtook him, slowed down and stopped, giving him time to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And a door opens out of the side of this craft, which he described as looking like kind of a lantern. So it had two tapered ends and was wide set in the middle. And a man exits the craft. And like I said, he's described very similar to the two boys. Quote, slightly elongated eyes with a wide, creepy grin. End quote. But this time he's wearing what looks to be a blue metallic suit that is also reflective material. Wow. So, yeah, that was interesting that even though it's a different color, but I mean, how many of us wear the same fucking color every day, you know? Unless you've got a uniform you've got to wear. But right. in the book or later interviews, he said that he had um, like a jacket on over it. So it's almost like he was trying to cover it up. And he was like in normal looking clothing, but he could still see that weird metallic looking Reflective, like underneath, right? Underneath, right. And so the man introduces it, comes up to the passenger side window and asks him to roll the window down. And they start having a conversation, which turns into a telepathic conversation. What
0: the hell? So he starts talking to this thing?
1: Yes. Yes. Because he looks like a man just kind of weird looking
0: man. I would not roll down my <laughs> fucking window if I saw this thing come out of this fucking giant lantern. Right? right? Like what the hell? It was the sixties.
1: Um so this guy starts talking to him and says his name is Injured Cold and just started asking him all these questions, where are you headed? Where do you live? XYZ. And um, I guess they could kind of become, like, you could say they became friends. Because according to Darren Berger, he actually had several encounters with Injured Cold over the span of his lifetime. He even goes as far as to say that he went to his home planet.
0: What the holiday. heck?
1: Yeah, like.
0: For holiday. Oh, it was Christmas time. For
1: vacation. Yes, right? They were going over
0: to go c- cook some Christmas cookies. Through Florida. I'm going to uh-huh. outer space hell yeah florida sucks anyways right be basic (laughs) someone from florida is gonna be like we don't suck what are you talking about
1: right i don't know there's there's some crazy shit that happens in florida i guess there's crazy shit that happens everywhere true Um, so i kind of feel bad for this guy because he's trying to be really open about his encounter with this et Mm -hmm. um and he ends up like, by the end of life, he's lost everything. You know, he's lost his wife. His kids don't talk to him. He's lost his job. Because his story has kind of become more and more elaborate over the years. Like, they be so, him, like,
0: crazy. Like, this guy's insane. Right. right. Let's just leave him. be. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so I didn't look any further into this guy's story beyond the initial Grinning Man encounter. Right. Because uh, that's just a fucking rabbit hole I was not prepared to go down. <laughs> But I thought it was interesting um, the initial story because I think if he had this initial encounter it may have impacted him and kind of like broke something in there you know like he's not firing on all four cylinders anymore which would lead yeah. to these other stories or all these other stories are completely true and people were just not ready to hear it like I said I didn't look any further to his later encounters that he said that he had just the initial one, um, which didn't sound as negative or creepy. Like he said, the guy injured cold was very nice. He was very polite. Um, also. So around the same time, there was another creepy encounter that took place. Um, another girl wakes up in the middle of the night. This was a young girl, like probably a teenager. Mm -hmm. And this was pretty close by, uh, near Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So these two encounters take place around the same time in the same place to the Mothman. Um, And it was the Lily family. And the girl wakes up in the middle of the night to find a, quote, hulking man in her room, grinning at her, walked around her bed and stood over her and then disappeared. And the girl, like, runs screaming from her bedroom into her parents' room. What the heck? Right? Right? And that's what scares me is, like, to wake up to see someone looming
0: over you in your sleep. That's just so disturbing. It's not even funny.
1: Right. Because I think because in your sleep, you were at your most vulnerable point.
0: Exactly. You're not conscious. You're not aware of what's going on. To have this giant thing with a green, blue, metallic suit looking over you (laughs) like it's a, like, is it time for the disco? No, homie. It's time to go to bed. Like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, that makes, ugh, that's Business hours are from 8 to 5. Thank you. That's what we say. That's what we say. When we, when we're tapping in, like, we don't want anything coming into our zone. We set limitations. We're just like, you know what? Unless it's super important, don't come into my space. Period. Period.
1: Keep Ugh. the fuck out. That's what I'm um, saying. So yeah. What's and I guess to me it feels a little more on the paranormal side, but somebody I read somewhere um stated that if it was an ET and they're trying to blend in and look friendly, they've got that over exaggerated grin. Which oh. Has just crossed the line of nice and inviting and just straight into creepy as fuck. But if you're extraterrestrial mm-hmm. and you don't know, you know, you're none the wiser. And you're like, hi. And people are like, ah, you creepy ass motherfucker. And they don't even realize it.
0: Yeah. Social cues are not a things for, like, aliens. Like, they don't know when it's too much. <laughs> like, right. I, I mean, I don't know, right? But. I could see that correlation of them being like, well, let's just pretend to let's, you know, put this on and then being like the obvious stick. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Like this guy literally is the creepiest fucking thing ever. That's fucking creepy. Right. So all these, all these freaking, all these experiences that these people went through, they all took place in the New Jersey, West Virginia, like East Coast area. Yeah. Yeah that's insane
1: yeah. which i think that the and i said this the other day the appalachia mountains mm-hmm. hold some super cre- creepy energy and that appalachia which it doesn't run through jersey but it runs all the way from down here in georgia all the way up through i think vermont
0: yeah like it's all the way up there
1: and they're a really old mountain range the oldest mountain range in north america and they just they've got a lot of
0: creepy creepy vibes in this case is it earth energy could it be something else who knows did you watch the twilight zone growing up recently i started watching the twilight zone the old one or the new one they just came out with a new one the old one like black and white stuff I started watching them because they were kind of short. They weren't long. Right. Yeah. They weren't. It wasn't a super long uh, show that, like, I had to, you know, like, constantly be paying attention to. Like, no, it was quick, fast, and easy. But they're, they're filled with a lot of accurate stuff now that I think about it. Like, everything that they kind of mm, depicted in that show made a lot of sense to me. So I was just like, whoa, like, is the Twilight Zone on right? or something? Or what's going on?
1: I'm telling <laughs> yes. you, Hollywood has been on this from the get-go.
0: Yeah. Just to
1: make you feel crazy when these things happen in
0: real life. All right, guys. Well, I think that wraps up today's episode. Yeah.
1: That was that was fun and interesting. Very different I like that we have different perceptions. Like yours was like yes. creepy alien abduction, but turned out to be not so negative. And mine was like, listen to this scary dude who shows up at your house. This is in the, the difference the between
0: night. Sarah and I, Sarah <laughs> fully, Sarah fully accepts that uh, shit's going to go wrong and this is some creepy <laughs> ass shit and I'm just like, well, let's make logic out of it. Maybe they weren't trying to harm us. Maybe, you know, they were just trying to help us out and, you know, be good people and I, I try to see the good in people, but honestly, um, if it were me in those situations, I would definitely say, fuck this, I'm out. Fuck I'm fucking this out. shit. Yeah, fuck that fuck tall shit
1: i'm out oh yeah that's how that yeah that's how that's gonna go down honestly <sighs> all right guys we'll see well, you thanks. in the next episode yeah
0: we'll see ya bye